same God that never fails will not fail me now. You won't fail me now in the waiting. The same God who's never late is working all things out. You're working all things out. Yes, I will lift you high.
glory. Bless Jesus. Will you stand with us this morning? Hallelujah. 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 
give the Lord some praise this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, you are worthy, oh God, you are worthy. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We praise your name this morning, oh God, we praise you. Oh, hallelujah, we praise your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. There is a spirit of worship in this place this morning. Amen. There is an anticipation this morning. Amen. God is going to do something special this morning. Amen. We're going to ask you to pray with us this morning. Father God, we love you. Oh, God, we thank you for your spirit that we feel in this place this morning. Father God, as we continue to worship you this morning, we ask you, Lord God, that you will be with us, oh God. Father God, we ask that the Spirit of God will remain with us, Lord God. The energy, Lord God. Oh God, your Spirit, oh God. I pray you will touch every person that is in this place this morning. Those that are traveling, those that are home, oh God. I pray you will touch them and bless them this morning, oh God. Move up on us like never before and we'll continue to worship you in spirit and in truth. In the name of Jesus we pray. In the name of Jesus we pray. Come on, church. Just give the Lord another round of applause. He's worthy to be praised this morning.
the praises. You're worthy of all the honor, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Oh, Jesus, we bless your name. We bless your name, oh, great God. We're thankful unto you, Lord. We bless your name, Jesus. There is none like you. There is none like you. You deserve the praises. You deserve the honor. You deserve all the praises and the honor. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we love you. We love you, Jesus. We love you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus! Thou Son of David, have mercy on us. We love you, Lord, and we need you, Lord. Oh, God, we can do nothing without you. We are nothing without you. All we can be, all we ever will be is what you make us, Lord God. Lord, we put ourselves in your hands, Lord, for you are the potter and we are the clay. Do what you will, Lord God. Let your fingerprints, let your hand, Lord God, be upon us this morning as you shape us, as you mold us, as you make us. Oh, God, let us feel the prints of your hand upon us, Lord Jesus. That transformation will take place, oh, God. Oh, Lord, that we will not be the same ever again. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. God, we thank you this morning. Oh, Lord, you're so good to us. You're so good to us. And we're grateful, oh God. We're grateful, oh God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, we thank you this morning, Lord. We thank you this morning, oh great God. We bless your name this morning, oh great God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Allow God to just saturate, consume you with his goodness, with his loving kindness. Let him consume you. Let him saturate you. Let him do what he wants to do in you. Let him be who he needs to be in your life. Let God have his way. Let God have his way. For he is worthy, he is worthy, he is worthy. Praise him. Entreat him this morning. Say, Lord, I entreat your presence. Lord, I thank you for your presence. Lord, I adore you and I worship you. Lord, I'm grateful that you, oh great God, the sovereign one, can visit us. And oh God, touch us in the way that you are touching us. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Ah. Woo. Woo. It's going to be all right. Somebody I'm here to tell you it's going to be all right. Jesus wants you to know it's going to be all right. Jesus wants you to know it's going to be all right. He 
chief, large and in charge. He's the sovereign one. All power is in his hands. And he wants you to know it's going to be all right. No matter what the storm may bring. No matter what the trials or the situation. Jesus wants you to know it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Oh, Jesus. Just praise him this morning. Open up your mouth and just honor him this morning. Just let him know what you think of him. Let him know what you think of him. Jesus, I adore you. Jesus, you are my God. Jesus, you are my king. Jesus, I give you the honor for who is like unto thee, O Lord. For there is none like you. None compares to you, O great God. And O Lord, we worship you. We adore you. We bow down before you. And we exalt your great name, the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God. His presence is heaven to us. If you would just let him have his way this morning. If you would just let him do what he wants to do. His presence is heaven. Heaven here on earth. When his presence just overshadow you. When his presence just consume you. It's heaven here on earth. We don't have to wait till the rapture to experience heaven. We can experience heaven right where we are. Because we are in Christ. And his glory has come to consume us. His power is ready and able to move us. Oh, ah. Oh, if you will just adore him this morning, if you will just honor him this morning, if you will just praise him this morning, if you will just open up your heart to him this morning, if you will just let out your voice in praise and adoration, Jesus is here and Jesus wants to do just what needs to be done. In you. Oh, hallelujah. Your presence, Lord. Your presence. Your presence is heaven to us, Lord God. Your presence, oh God, is heaven to us, Lord God. Oh, we love to experience your presence. We, oh God, revel in your presence. We revel in your presence. Oh God, we're in awe of your presence. Oh, your presence is heaven to us, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, who is like the Lord? For there is none like him. There is none like him. He's glorious. He's glorious. He's wonderful. Oh, he's the almighty God. Oh, God, you stretch forth the heavens and the earth all by yourself. Oh, Lord, we worship and adore you. We worship and adore you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For God we live, for God we die. Whatsoever your will, we will do, Lord God. Whatsoever your will, let it be done, O God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. In the book of John, 1 John chapter 1, chapter 2, 1 John 
chapter 2, verse number 15, the word of the Lord says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. He that doeth the will of God abideth forever. He that doeth the will of God abideth forever. I want to talk to you this morning on this topic. Talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. You may be seated if you want. You can keep standing if you want. What we've just experienced here this morning was not talk. What we have done this morning was just praise him. What we have done this morning is worship him. What we have done this morning is action and not just words coming out of our mouth. When we say, Jesus, we love you, we lift our hands and worship him to let him know that we do love him. When we said, Jesus, there is none like you, we worship him. We bow down before him. We adore him. So we didn't just say words this morning because talk is cheap. And we are here this morning to do the will of God and not just talk about the will of God. We just don't want to talk about it. I'm done talking about it. I will just stay quiet and just do what the will of God is. I don't have time to be, get into discussion about this and get in discussion about that. Because what difference does it make anyway? Because nothing really matters but what the will of God is. So talk is cheap. Nothing really matters. Nothing really matters. All of this conversation that we have, sometimes we like to just have conversation to, to show our intellect. We just have conversation just because it is the things that sometimes we, we use to just communicate with one another. But there's no substance to it because talk is cheap. But we're here this morning doing the will of God. Yesterday, we came into this place at 8 a.m. We did the will of God. We came in at 8 a.m. and we prayed. That is the will of God when we came in here. We came and we called on the name of Jesus. That is the will of God. And then after we prayed and called on the name of the Lord, we sat down and we had fellowship and we ate and we interact with one another. That is the will of God. And we did it. We didn't just talk about it because talk is cheap. And after we got done, we began to, to, to explain and, and, and share the word of God. And God spoke to our heart and gave us instructions. That is the will of God. We didn't just talk about it. 
And when we got done there, Tony, we left this place and we went down to a shopping center and we had Spanish tracks and we had English tracks and we stood outside of a really uh, large supermarket. And when people went in and people came out, we just let them know how much God loved them. And we invited them to church and we want to share the gospel with them. And we told them, we want to share the gospel with you. And guess what? We did the will of God because talk is cheap. We came in here this morning and worship and praise. That is the will of God. Talk is cheap. Many people attempt to pursue a godly lifestyle by wishful thinking or by their feelings or even according to their circumstances. By what seems reasonable to them by their own understanding of God's word, or by what they have observed from others. But if God would allow us to pursue a godly lifestyle by our wishful thinking, or by our feelings, even by our circumstances, by what seems reasonable to us, by our own understanding of his word, or by what we have observed from others, then why would we need the word of God. So God is not giving us his word so we can do whatever we, we want. God didn't give us the written word so we can live however we want. God didn't give us his instructions so we can just go about figuring out what we will utilize and what we will exclude. God didn't give us his word for that. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.16, the Bible says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction. May be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. God gave us his word that we may obey his word. God gave us his word that we may obey and follow the instructions of his word. So talk is cheap because God has called us to obey his word. First John 2.17 says the world passed away. The world passed away and the lust thereof. Church, in case you did not know, our world is passing away. And the world you see now will not always be. For those of us that's been living for a long time, the world you knew when you were little, when you were younger, is not the world we know today. And I know people will tell you, look at the world. It's better now. Things are much easier now. Things are better now. But I'm here to tell you, it's not better. It's just closer to passing away. So everything that we see, we're just getting closer and closer to this world passing away. The world is passing away. Some people might think it's not passing away, but I'm here to tell you the world is passing away. I'm here to tell you the world is passing away. The Bible says heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. When the Bible says heaven and earth is pass, will pass away, it's talking about the skies. It's not talking about the heavens uh, where Christ dwells. It's talking about the things uh, that's in the clouds, in the sky. It's not talking about the things. So all of our satellites and all of what we're used to and the things uh, that make 
life so great for us as we think. Those things are passing away, but the word of God will not pass away. The only sure thing about this world system is that it's not going to be here forever. One day, the system will be gone and the pleasant attractions within it will be gone. All are passing away. Indulgence never satisfies. It only whets the appetite for more. So when you indulge in the things of this world, it never will satisfy you. You will always yearn for more because it only whets your appetite. That's why we can't stop creating. We can't stop designing. We can't stop doing the things we do because our appetite is wet for the worldly stuff. And all we can do is try to use our imaginations to come up with more stuff to keep satisfying. What our world is doing is they look to our young kids and they start getting them to taste of the worldliness. And when they get our young people to start tasting of the worldliness, they watch their responses and then they continue to feed their appetite. They give them a taste and then continue to give them more and give them more. And all we continue to do is say, I want more. But the more that you're asking for, it's passing away. The more that you're desiring, it's passing away. Because the Bible says the world is passing away. The world is not here to stay. The world is passing away. The people who live in rebellion to God with their transcendent, unfulfilling desires are focusing on a world that is already passing away. All of what we're thinking, all of what we're believing, all of what we're trying to do is do with a world that's passing away. The workaholic will die unfulfilled. The greedy politician will die in despair. The pleasure-seeking party-goers will find their lives ruined by drugs and alcohol and just their body just run down because they're partying so much. Indulgence never satisfies. It only whets the appetite for more. It is not God's will that we settle down in this world and make it our home. It is not God's will that we settle down in this world and get so comfortable like it's our home. Because even in Old Testament days, they never built houses. They just traveled with tents. Wherever they go, they set up their tents and they might stay for a little bit. When they're done, they pull down their tents and they move on. Because that was a way of saying, this world is not my home. I'm heading for a land. I'm heading for a place that God has prepared for me and for you. And that's what we need to look to, not what we see. Because this world is passing away. Uh huh. Spiritual Christians keep themselves loosely associated to this world because they live for something far better. If you're going to live for God, if you're going to live for eternity, you can't talk about that. What you're going to have to do is do it by doing the will of God. And so a spiritual individual, a Christian that is spiritual, will be loosely associated with this world because they live for something far better. They are strangers and pilgrims on this earth. 
this world is passing away. In our opening passage, we read John contrasting two ways of life. He contrasts a life lived for eternity and a life lived for time. A worldly person lives for the pleasures of the flesh, but a dedicated Christian lives for the joys of the spirit. A worldly believer lives for what he can see, the lust of the eyes, but a spiritual Christian lives for the things they see and the things that are unseen realities of God. So the the godly things we see and the godly things we don't see is what we're supposed to live for as a Christian. A worldly-minded person lives for the pride of life, the vainglory that appeals to men, but a Christian who does the will of God lives for God's approval. Are you living for God's approval? Because you can only get God's approval if you do the will of God. I know there are things that we see that in our mind we say, guess what? That's a good thing to do. But my question is, is it the will of God? Or is it just something you have perceived as something good to do? Remember, I opened up by saying to you, listen, we can't live for God by what seems reasonable to us. We can't live for God by our feelings or our circumstances or what we see other people do. We have to live for God according to the will of God. We must do the will of God to please God. Not by being reasonable in what we do. Not by, by, by doing what we think is right. God's faithful children who serves him and do his will will remain forever. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But God's faithful children who do his will will remain forever. The Bible has quite a bit to say about the will of God. One of the benefits of salvation is the privilege of knowing God's will. In fact, God wants us to be filled with the knowledge of his will. The will of God is not something that we consult occasionally like an encyclopedia or Google It is something that we completely, that should completely control our lives. The issue for a dedicated Christian is not simply, is it right or wrong? Or is it good or bad? The key issue for a dedicated Christian is this. Is this the will of God for my life? And so I pause here to tell you, There are many people today that are having meaningless conversations because talk is cheap. And all the things we're talking about, should I, should I take the vaccine or should I not take the vaccine? Is the vaccine the mark of the beast? How come we see them have the vaccine developed so quickly for this virus, but they can't find a cure for AIDS and all of this stuff that we can't get a cure for? Something is up and we can speculate all we want. But did you pray and say, God, what is your will for my life? 
Did you pray and do that? Or are you just going to keep walking around and posting messages all on social media about your thoughts about what is right, what is wrong, what you think? Stop telling me what you think. I want to know what is the will of God. You can go ahead and listen to people about what they think. I hear you, and that's fine if that's what you want to do. But I'm here in this hour, in this day, in this time. I want to know the will of God. And when I know the will of God, I am going to do the will of God. I can't concern myself with all of what's going on in our world. I don't have the answers. Unless God shares the answers with me, I don't have it. And so my determination is to seek God for his will and not talk to everybody to see who is smart or who is intelligent or who got experience in this field and that field. So I listen to. As a matter of fact, how you determine who you're going to listen to. We choose people who we can connect with, who we see eye to eye with to say, I'll listen to them, but I won't listen to them. Only those who seek the will of God and come to know the will of God and do the will of God will remain. Not them that speaks to the smartest person in the world. Even when you come to me, if I'm not saying to you the word of God says, then you probably want to pray yourself. Even when you come to get my thoughts, pastor, what you think, I better be telling you what the word says. Too dangerous and serious in the hour that we're living in for us just to trust what we do to anybody just saying whatever they want because talk is cheap. Uh-huh. 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 We can talk all we want about the Bible. We can even talk all we want about God. But if we're not doing the will of God, our talk is cheap and it's empty. Talk is cheap. Because supply exceeds demand. Talk is cheap, but action is priceless. You are what you do, not what you say you will do. You are what you do, not what you say you will do. So until you do it, whatever you're doing, that's what you are. Can't get around it. Because talk is cheap and anybody can talk about anything, but not anybody do what they're supposed to do, which is the will of God. God wants us to understand his will, not just know what it is. Listen to me. God made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. Israel knew what God was doing. But Moses knew why God was doing it. If you're a child of God, you will know what God is doing. If you're a child of God, you will know why God is doing it. 
And I stand here this morning to tell you, God has already put my spirit, and you hear me say it, and you're probably tired of me saying it. But I told you, and I will continue to tell you, God allowed Corona to come because this is mercy that he's showing toward our world. So we will have the best opportunity to get our life right to meet him. He wouldn't have allowed such a just dangerous and serious disease virus to come into our world and to destroy so many if it wasn't for the fact that that he's trying to reach us. He's trying to prepare us to be ready for when he returns. And so you can think about whatever you want to think in your little finite mind. But I'm telling you what God has revealed to me. Corona came. He allowed it. He got out of the way of Corona. He didn't start it up. He didn't do something. He just got out of the way and allow it to spread this way so the world can prepare for his return. This is our best opportunity that we have received to know God is real. God is coming back. And if we don't do his will, we will not remain. And so this is the opportunity. We may look at it as catastrophic, but I'm here to tell you, if you are a man of God, if you're a woman of God, If you become born again, you will see this as something different and not catastrophic. You know why? Our Bible tells us to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And my my Bible tells me if I die in Christ, I'm far better than living in this world. So for a Christian, death is welcomed. Uh Uh-huh. Our world don't think like that. For a Christian, a bona fide spiritual Christian. Death is welcome because when you die in Christ, you're better off than being in this world, being challenged and struggle every day. Death is better off. But because we're afraid of death, and you know why we're afraid of death? Because we are uncertain what death will bring. So we're afraid of death. But that's when you're outside of Christ. That's when you're not doing the will of God. You're afraid of death. But when you're doing the will of God, you say, death, if it comes and it's time, then let's go. I'm ready to go get into the presence of the Lord, knowing that my salvation is secured for all eternity when I die in Christ. We have a good friend that is no longer here. His name is uh, Richard Allman. One of the nicest men in the world you will ever meet. I mean, this man is a bona fide Christian, great preacher, nice man, take care of his family. He got plenty of kids. I think he got 11 kids or something like that or probably more. But Brother Alman was such a nice guy. And the man preached up a storm one Sunday. I mean, he preached up a storm. And when he got done, he sat in his chair as they were closing out service, and he shut his eyes and never woke back up. You know where that dude is? My God. Everybody want to leave here like that, where you know you are on fire. The power of God was working in your life. And when you shut your eyes, you never won't come back again. And that's what is just good for all of us. Because to be in the presence of the Lord is to be better than being in this world, challenged and struggling with all the stuff that we have to challenge and struggle with. If we want to be in the presence of the Lord and remain, guess what? We better do the will. Of God. Because talk is cheap. After we know the will of God, we should do it from the heart. It is not by talking about the Lord's will that will please him, but by doing what he tells us. 
And the more we obey God, the better able we are to find and follow his will. Discovering and doing God's will is like, is something like learning how to swim. You must get in the water before it becomes real to you. Me and you, we can do all the pretense of how you swim. We can learn how to hold our breath without holding our nose. All of the stuff, we can just go through the motions of what you should do in, in, in order to swim. But you don't know if you can swim until you get in that water. It doesn't become real to you until you get in that water. And so it is in doing the will of God. Until we start doing it and not talk about it, we will never be able to do the will of God. Get into the water. Get into the water and start doing the will of God because talk is cheap. Get into the water and start doing, start swimming, start doing what God says because talk is cheap. Mm -hmm. The more we obey God, the more proficient we become in knowing what his will is for us. Uh Uh-huh. And so a lot of people get frustrated with God in walking with God, living for God, because you're not doing what you're supposed to do, but you expect for God to do what he's supposed to do. And that's a clash always happening with a lot of people. We're expecting, we want God to do what God said he would do, but we're forgetting that there was an if when God made a statement about what he will do. He says, if my people who are called by my name, they start with the if. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, he says, then I will hear from heaven. So there's an if and a then. There's an if and a then. If you will do what I tell you, then I will do what I promise I would do. There's an if and there's a then. We got to decide if we're going to do what he says if we want to experience the then. We want the then, but we don't want to do the if. And then we get frustrated with God, and then we start talking nonsense about church, and then we start talking crazy about, you know, all kind of stuff, all because we didn't do the if, what God has said. If you will do this, then I will do that. Doing the will of God. A little child constantly asks his parents, what is right and what is wrong? And what they want him or her to do or not do. But as he lives with his parents and experiences their training and discipline, he gradually discovers what their will for him is. Mm -hmm. we said we want our children to go to college. What do we do? We try to make sure they go to school, do the work, do their homework. We make them accountable. We make sure they're getting good grades. We tell them, okay, we got to start looking at colleges. We do all the stuff we need to do to make sure our children go to a good college so we start telling them from their small, like my kids, I told them they're scarlet knights. They don't have a choice. 
your scarlet nights. So if you want to wear the red and black right now, that's fine with me. If you want to put on a scarlet night shirt right now, that's fine with me. They go to um, bring your children to work day with my wife all the time. That's fine with me because you're scarlet nights. So they know they don't have an option of what college they're going to. Unless they decide they want to go to Indiana Bible College, they're scarlet nights. So we train them up in what we want them to do. And as they get older, they understand that this is the will of their parents for their life. So they start doing it. Because now they know it. And so it's so with the children of God. If we start doing it, we will start learning more about our father Oh, if we will just start doing it, we will begin to learn more and more about him. Then we will just become so familiar with him that we will know his will. I said to them this morning at the 9 a.m. service, I said, we can never see the will of God when it comes in the form of a negative individual. We, we always think because it's the will of God, it got to always come in a positive way. I just gave you the example of Corona. It's a negative thing, but it is the will of God. I also may mention this morning about the children, the Egyptians. And I mentioned this morning that Egypt was an idol-worshiping country. They didn't know the one true and living God. And their prime minister, their president, their leader, Pharaoh, was... A uh, 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 evil man. And he says, let's make the children of Israel slaves. And let's rule over them and let's control them and let them do whatever we want them to do. And so us, we will think the will of God is, oh God, deliver your children real quick out of that. And God didn't li- deliver his children real quick out of that. God's way of seeing that situation was this. Egypt is idol worshiping. They don't know the one true and living God. And they might not have a whole lot of opportunities to know me. So here's a prime time for me to reveal myself to them. And so I'm going to use that wicked king, that wicked Pharaoh, to, to, to use him to reveal my will for all Egypt. And so what he did was he said, Moses, go to Pharaoh. Tell Pharaoh, let my children go. And, of course, Pharaoh, with his evil self, oh, no, I'm not letting you go. But God knew he was going to do that. And so that gives God the opportunity to begin to plague that country so they will come to realize, oh, Moses' God is the real God. And how we saw Pharaoh, because they saw Pharaoh as God back then, as they saw Pharaoh, he wasn't really God. Because what God was doing, he couldn't stop. Remember, the last plague was all the firstborn Egyptians, all the firstborn of that entire land was killed and Pharaoh couldn't get them back up. So he realized he wasn't God and all his people realized he ain't God. Moses and Aaron's God, the children of Israel, God is the real God. And so that evil person was used by God so God can reveal who he is to all of Egypt. Today, there are truth preaching churches in Egypt, even though it's still a strong uh, uh, Muslim country. There's still truth preaching churches in Egypt that's preaching the word of God. All because God says, 
I'm no respecter of person and I love everybody. But the way I do things, you will not always agree. But it is my will. The way how I do things, you will not always agree. But it's how I do things. So the best way to live your life in, in serving God and pleasing God is just to make sure you do the will of God. Because you're not always going to understand why unless you get a really deep relationship with God. You're not always going to understand why. But if you do the will of God, you will remain. I feel bad sometimes when I look. So many of us have been living for God. I got to say this. Let me pause and say this. I thank God for Brother Readout and ALI. I really thank God for them. Because Brother Readout and ALI have given me this foundation to know God. has given me this foundation to study, to understand the ways of God. I thank God for Brother Readout and ALI because I see oftentimes people that's been living for God for a long time. And there's still things that I believe that for the amount of time that they've been living for God, teaching and preaching God's word, they should understand the ways of God. I am not getting on social media and say to you all, hey, I don't know about this vaccine thing. Why am I going to say that? Because that's saying something about me. It's saying that I'm not praying and I'm not hearing from God. That's what it's saying. But when I pray and I hear from God and he tells me his will, I will shout it from the mountaintop. And you do whatever you want with it. But getting on social media and trying to tell people your opinion, not good for Christians. Not good. Not good. Because in in a Christian life, we're supposed to deal with credibility of how we convey God's word to people, how we reveal God to people. And if we continue to say things that are not right, how will people be confident in what we're saying in the future? So we can't be going around telling people stuff that we don't know. You better all say I'm praying, but I haven't heard from God about this yet. I'm praying, but I haven't heard from God about this yet. And so you start knowing the will of God, the more you obey God. God reveals his will to us through his word. The word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. A spiritual Christian who spends time daily reading the Bible and meditating on it finds God's will there and applies it for his everyday life. We got to read the word of God. We got to study the word of God and apply the word of God in how we live our everyday life. And we certainly will come to the place where we're doing the will of God. Mm -hmm. Will you live for the present only or will you live according to the will of God? Will you live for the present only? Or will you live according to the will of God? Jesus illustrated this choice when he prayed in the garden. In Luke 22, verse 41, the word of God says, And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done. Listen. 
Jesus Christ is almighty God manifest in flesh who came into this world to teach us who he really is and to help us to be saved. And he came and he said, not my will as a human, but let the will of God be done. And that's what he prayed. If Jesus, who is God almighty in the flesh, prayed not the will of man, but the will of God be done, what should we be praying? How should we be praying as humans? We need to pray the same way Jesus prayed, which is, I want your will to be done, God. Not my will, but thine will be done. That's how we need to be praying. Not praying for God to give us what we desire. A lot of time what we desire ain't good for us. So we need to pray, God, I want what you want for me. A lot of us won't pray that because we're afraid of that prayer. We're afraid to pray that prayer. God, I want what you want for me. I don't know why we're afraid because if you know God, you trust God completely. That is so loving and kind. And that he's going to give you exactly that, what's best for you. And however it might seem initially, it's still what's good for you, and it will work out for your good, and it will be glory and honor to the Lord. But we're afraid to pray that prayer because we, 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 we think that what God is going to do is going to be punishment. It's going to take us through some stuff that we're like, oh, God, I can't bear this. If Jesus prayed this way, why wouldn't we as well? Our will is our fleshly desire. Our will is our self-centered desire. But God's will is always perfect and always good. No matter how it may feel initially, no matter what it looks like initially, God's will is always perfect and always good. And we need to do the will of God. Talk is cheap. And we've done a lot of talking. We've done a lot of talking. We've done a lot of talking. I've told you before, in my years living in the church, living in the kingdom of God, growing up in the church, I, I kind of felt like I'd rather let my actions speak for what I believe and what I see. And it really helped me out a long way. It took me a long way. Be careful. Some of us, we know how to talk. We know how to communicate. We know how to say things a certain way. And that's great if you can communicate really well. That's great if you know how to uh, just engage and talk to people. That's a wonderful thing if you can do it. But be careful and not rely on your talk. Because you will do a lot of talking and no doing. You will do a lot of talking and no doing. And I feel pretty uh, confident that if I will just do the will of God, everything else will work itself out. If I will just do the will of God, everything else will work itself out. I don't need to do a whole lot of talking. And so for many years in the church, I, I was... I was one of the last ones to say what I'm going to do and what I won't do, all of this stuff. I didn't have time to do that. Remember I told you we had a lot of people that used to always get up 
and talk about what they won't do and what they will do. I learned a long time in my early walk with God. Man, I'm still, I, st I still got to eat these words. I remember listening to people when I first got saved and they said certain things. And I said boldly, oh, I ain't never going to do nothing like that. Still eating those words. My goodness. So I learned a long time ago, talk is cheap. Do the will of God. You don't have to say a whole lot to everybody. Yes, love your brother, love your sister. Communicate the best way you can. But talk is cheap. Do the will of God. Whatever else you do is not that important. But when you do the will of God, you're doing the very most important thing you can ever do, which is doing the will of God. I'm closing here. The will of God is something you must do to be saved. The will of God is something you must do to be saved. You cannot be saved if you don't do the will of God. Too many people are saying they're saved and they never did the will of God. How do we get saved? The Bible says we must realize who Jesus is, that he's God Almighty and man, and he died for us, that we may have life and have it more abundantly. When you realize who Jesus is, and that is Almighty God, who manifests himself in flesh and came to earth to give his life, sacrifice his life, that you may be saved. When you understand that, you're supposed to repent of your sins. You're supposed to get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, the name of God, the name of the one who died for you. You're supposed to be baptized in his name. And when you get baptized in his name, all your sins are removed. It's called remission of sins. Oh, don't get baptized in the titles Father, Son, Holy Ghost because nobody ever got baptized in the titles Father, Son, and Holy Ghost in the Bible. Nobody has ever got baptized in the Bible in the titles Father, Son, Holy Ghost. If you find it in the Bible, I will stop preaching. If you find it in the Bible, I will give you all of the little coins and money I got. Because nobody ever got baptized in the Bible in titles, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. None. So if you did that, you did not do the will of God. If you did that, you did not do the will of God. But if you get baptized in the name of God, which is Jesus, then you have obeyed the will of God. But God didn't stop there with his plan of salvation. He says, when you do that, you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And when we read in the Bible, it teaches us that everyone that received the gift of the Holy Ghost, there was an evidence that proved they had the Holy Ghost, which was them speaking with other tongues. That's what the Bible says, not what the preacher says. And so you go and check the Bible, you see the people who receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The initial evidence was they spoke with tongues. That is the will of God to begin your journey of salvation. Now, as you go through that journey, you got to live right. You got to be holy. You got to be righteous. You got to serve in the church of God. You got to be a witness for God. You got to just just present your body a living sacrifice. You got to read his word. You got to pray. You got to you got to study. Those are the things that you got to do as you continue to live for God. 
That is the will of God. The, the will of God is that you do what the Bible teaches you must do to be saved. To know God's will is a great treasure. To do God's will is a great privilege. This is why sometimes I'm agitated a little bit with people that are trying to make excuses and give reasons for why they shouldn't, certain things is not necessary. I don't know why we don't think we should go above and beyond for God. I don't know why we keep telling ourselves, well, that's not really necessary, is it? Okay, let's say it's not. Let's say it's not. I hear this in a song, and you won't find this song, so I can tell you. This song talks about how we want a cheap salvation. Cheap salvation. Our attitude. You know what our attitude a lot? I don't know why this keeps coming up in my life and, and, and I'm, as I minister. That we want a whole lot more than what we give. That keeps coming up in my mind. I don't know why that keeps coming up. Why I keep having to say that a lot. That we want a whole lot more. And that's the same thing with our salvation. We want God to do a whole lot of stuff and we want to say, well, I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that. But I want God. You want a cheap salvation. So even if you want to go ahead and feel good and say to yourself, all of that ain't necessary, I'm going to call you cheap. 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 I used to be a waiter. And we used to talk about people all the time. I'm sorry. I let you in the waiter seat. But you, you, come, you, come in, you come in my restaurant and, and your bill was $120 and, and you leave $5 and now, to, you know, give a $5 tip, $125, you cheap. And we look at you side-eyed. We thought you were just nothing. But if you came in and you had a nice dinner, $120, you and your, um, your wife, you and your spouse, and you had a nice dinner, $120, and guess what? And you round it off to $150, we said, mm, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, yes, sir. And, and, and you, you get a couple good buys and a couple, we'd love to have you again. You get a couple of those. You come in. Bill 120, you leave five, we can't wait for you to leave and hope you don't come back. That's in the real world. You're cheap. We don't want cheap people coming to our restaurant. Not to mention, I wasn't working at Red Lobster. Sorry for all the people that used to work at Red Lobster. I'm not trying to take shots at you. But what I'm telling you, we work in Princeton, what we call fine dining. You don't come to fine dining when you can't afford the tip. You come to fine dining and you ain't got no tip, you don't come to fine dining. When you come to fine dining, you better come with a minimum of 20% tip. If not, we call you cheap. And we look at you like you're no good. So go ahead, all you Christians that want to say all of that ain't necessary, go ahead. Cheap. Cheap. I just, it disgusts me. To know what my God did for us. And we're looking for barely giving him back. Oh, that drives me crazy. Oh, I ain't got to worry about that. Oh, I don't care what they think. You don't care what they think. You don't have to worry about that. So what is this all about? Are you trying to impress Jesus? 
Are you trying to let him know how much you appreciate what he has done for you? Or you're just trying to get the, the minimum, minimal way to get saved. Cheap. So when you're trying to give your life to God, just just give everything because he gave everything for you. Stop being cheap with God. Give him everything. Talk is cheap. We need to give God everything. It's worth it to be inconvenienced, if you want to call it that. It's worth it to not be comfortable sometimes. Y'all don't want me going. This is not a good subject for me to get on. Some women, not all, because some of y'all don't care. But some women, D, let me talk to D. D, some women, they like to wear heels. Heels, as we know, no matter what you say, D, uncomfortable. No matter, uncomfortable, D. But you know why some wear it? They uncomfortable. It don't matter how uncomfortable they are. They wear it because they saying this look good. Y'all don't want to mess with me when it comes down to my Jesus. I just got to tell you the truth. I get so serious about this, how we're trying to cut corners to live for God. But everything else, we just give everything. And so when it comes down to us looking good, the shoes that match your outfit just right, you're going to. Help me, Jesus. I need to get off this subject. I need to get off this subject. Feet hurting. You got to go home and get a basin with Epsom salt when you get done, but you still wearing them. Let me move on from this uh, topic. Don't forget why I'm saying this. I'm saying it because I'm saying stop trying to cut corners with Jesus. That's all I'm really saying. Don't find, don't let your, don't allow yourself to be in a place where you're saying, why we got to do all of that? Whether it's in the Bible or not, if your mindset is I'm doing it because I want to please Jesus, I'm doing it because I know this pleased my God, then who cares? But we just worried about the cheapest way to get into heaven. If I owned a restaurant and my restaurant was top notch, and they undertip like they do that I told you when they were leaving. Lord, I'm going to say, we don't want you to come back here. You can say whatever you want. Why? What's wrong with you? Because you're cheap. You're cheap. I want to have relationships and things that I do where I feel like I can give more than enough to say I appreciate what you have done. We do a lot of takeout right now, and I'm still tipping 20% on takeout, sometimes 30% on takeout. Takeout. Because I want them to know I appreciate them, and I'm glad that they kept their restaurant open, and I'm glad that they're not closed. So whenever I go any place to buy food and take it, I overtip because I want them to know I appreciate you. That's a restaurant. That ain't Jesus. 
That ain't my salvation. I am not going to do more for what I do in this world than what I do for Jesus Christ. I am not going to do more in this world than I do for Jesus. So if I'm tipping real good to let the people that wait on me know I appreciate them, oh, God's going to get, oh, God, you get everything. I'm closing. The will of God is not a sense of direction, but a dimension of living and dying in Christ. The will of God is not specific relationship with and to Jesus Christ. Doors open are doors of service open to meet your need of development when you do the will of God. The will of God is stretching you to your maximum in the areas of your life he is presently working on. The will of God is your sanctification, completion of his plan of salvation in your life on a daily basis. The will of God is using you to accomplish God's purpose, reaching the loss. The will of God. Talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. God is impressed with those who do his will, not those who talk about his will. Talk is cheap. God is impressed with those who do his will, not those who talk about his will. If we don't do the will of God, we will be sucked into living or sucked into living or loving this world by default. So let me say that clearly. If we don't do the will of God, we will be sucked into loving this world by default. So a lot of people have not been bad people. A lot of people are not running around doing immoral things and doing wrong things. But what they're not doing is the will of God. And so because they're not doing the will of God, they find themselves by default desiring the things of this world. So you have to do the will of God in order not to fall in the trap of loving this world. And so I close with this final verse of scripture. Matthew chapter 7, verse number 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. So many of us are going to say, I showed up in church, Lord. Many of us are going to say, Lord, I sang in a choir. Many of us are going to say, Lord, I preached your word. Many of us are going to say, Lord, I served in the church. Lord, I read my Bible. But he's going to say, depart from me, for I never knew you. Because you never really did the will of God. What you did was just act like you're a part. What you did was just go through the motions. We must do the will of God to be saved. Talk is cheap. But doing the will of God will cost you everything. Doing the will of God will cost you everything. But check this out. Doing God's will costs Jesus everything. 
But doing God's will allowed Jesus to inherit everything. <laughs> doing everything, doing the, doing the will of God will cause you to give up everything. But you will also gain everything that's pertaining to life and godliness. Stand with me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Church, we got to do the will of God. Talk is cheap. And everybody talking. And God wanted me to share this word with you this morning, let you know, if we're not doing his will, then what's to talk about? And if we are doing his will, then what's to talk about? Only thing we can do when we're doing his will is just tell people what God is saying as we're doing his will. But talk is cheap. Let's go about doing the will of God. Let's begin to look in the Bible and say, what is the will of God? Let me do the will of God. Instead of going around just saying a whole lot of stuff, messing up your own credibility as a Christian. We need to do the will of God. And so before we go from this place, how about we pray together and ask God to show us what his will is for our life right now. We're going to take the offering after we're done praying, but we got to pray and ask God to show us his will. We'll do announcements and we'll do offering after we're done praying. How about that? But we need to pray and ask God to show us his will that we may do his will. Wherever you are in God right now, you need to pray. Don't worry about where I am or where your neighbor is. You pray and ask God to show you his will for where you are right now in him, right? Because some of us are in different places in God. And so you just need to pray and say, God, show me your will for my life right now where I am and I will do it. And when you're done praying that prayer, your heart, then I want you to do it. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, you're so great. You're so kind. You're so amazing. You're so wonderful. I thank you today, Lord God, for bringing us to this point. You showed up in such a special way this morning here in this place. And Lord, we're just filled with gratitude to say thank you, Lord, for showing up in our midst like this. And for all that, oh God, shared the presence of God that joined us online, almighty God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that every one of us our life will not be the same. Our life will be changed. And that, Lord God, we're able to just focus in and locked in in doing your will. That no longer will we take your will for granted. But, Lord, moving forward, we will do your will. That, God, if you will just reveal your will to us, if you will just show us, Lord God, what your will is, God, we declare today that we will do it. We will not just be ones that will hear and, and know your will and not do it and rebel against it. But God, as you reveal your will to us, we will do it. If we're not saved, we will do what, it's, what it takes to be saved, to be born again. Oh God, if we're not living a good, disciplined Christian life, then God, help us today to know step by step what we ought to do to be a disciplined, spiritual Christian. Whatever it is that we're struggling that is preventing us from doing your will, show us how we can do your will, that we will overcome, that we will, oh God, be pleasing unto you. We want to do your will, Lord God. Not our will, but thine will be done, Lord God. Not our will, but thine will, Lord Jesus. 
I pray, Lord God, that you will help us today, oh God. Oh God, move us to a new dimension in you. Move us to a place in you, Lord God, that is just glorious. That is, oh God, spiritual, where we can just be what we have never been before. Move us to a place, Lord God, where the will of God will be in our hearts and your presence will emanate from us and we, oh God, will go forth. To Lord, let this world know who you are revealing you to this world. Lord, bless us today, oh God. Lord, help us today, almighty God. I pray that somebody will make a decision today. Dee, today could be your day, Dee. If you're ready to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. If you're ready today, Dee, you can do it. Oh, hallelujah. Sister Wood, whatever it is that God is calling you to do, today's your day to say, God, I will do it. Call Bradley. Whatever God is calling you to do, today is your day. Go ahead and do it. Oh, hallelujah. Yes. Deborah Bradley, whatever God is calling you to do, today is your day. You can do it. You can do it. God will enable you. You can do it. Go ahead and do the will of God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Joe and Barbara, the next level of Christ, let his will be done. You can receive God's spirit, Barbara. And Joe, you can receive God's spirit right where you are if you lift your hands and begin to pray and begin to give him praise and begin to worship him. You will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You will begin to speak in a tongue that you have never spoken in. It can be done today, Joe. It can be done today, Barbara. God's will be done. God's will be done. You want to do God's will. I want to do God's will. Let God's will be done. Let God's will be done. Matthew, today, God's will can be done in your life. Let it be so. Nasir, God's will can be done in your life today. Let it be so in the name of Jesus. Tony, God's will can be done in your life today. Sylvia, God's will can be done today in your life. Big Sam, God's will can be done today in your life. Darren. God's will can be done in your life today. Oh, Taylor, God's will can be done today in your life. Joyce, God's will can be done today in your life. Oh, church, God wants to do great things in your life. But you got to say, God, I am done talking because talk is cheap. I will do your will. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Thank you, God. We bless your name. Come on, lift your hands and begin to worship him and thank him and adore him. Let his will be done in your life today. God's will be done, not our will. In Jesus' name. We just... Oh, hallelujah. Let's just continue to worship the Lord. Let's just continue to worship God today. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We want your will to be done in our lives, oh God. Oh, do what you want to do, Lord God, in our life today. As we worship and praise you today, Lord. Have your way among us today. We love you. We glorify and praise you today, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Let's just take 30 more seconds and just continue to worship, oh God. Wherever you are, just take 30 more seconds and just worship God. Because He's worthy to be praised. That's the will of God for your life today, for you to worship Him today. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Help us never to be the same, oh God. We just want your will, oh God, and your will only, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord God, today. Oh, we praise your name. We praise your name today, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, that's all right. Just, just continue to have your time with the Lord today. That's the will of God for you to have your will today with Him. Just continue to have your way with the Lord today. Just take the time and just praise Him in your own way today. Because He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we pray that you will fill someone this afternoon, oh, God, with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, oh, God, that someone will make up in their mind to give their life to you, oh, God, this afternoon, oh, God, before time changes, oh, God. Father God, I pray and ask your will to be done, oh, God, in this place this afternoon, oh, God. We love you, Jesus. We love you. Oh, we give you glory and all the honor today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. We thank you. Oh, we praise your name. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's just give the Lord a round of applause this afternoon. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We just want the Lord's will to be done in our life today. Talk is cheap. Anyone can say anything. But if you're not going to let the will of God done in your life, then whatever they're saying is just cheap. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Lord bless you. You may be seated for a few minutes. We'll be dismissing shortly. We want to thank everyone for tuning in with us this afternoon, our online congregation. I pray that God bless you tremendously today. Amen. Hanging in there, whatever it is that you're hoping for, you're praying for, just continue to trust God. His will is going to come true for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I'm going to ask Brother Tom. Amen. That time is going to come with our announcement. Good afternoon, church. I don't get to say good afternoon very much. The Lord blessed us this morning. All the action that took place over the past week, all the action that took place yesterday, we got rewarded. Thank you, Lord. I'll make my announcements real quick. Um, we have a Zoom family meeting scheduled for Tuesday the 16th at 7 p.m. Not everyone has attended that meeting. We really would like you to be there. The Lord has been good to us in a number of ways, and we've taken some steps forward uh, with the building that we've been talking about. There's been conversations amongst the ministers, conversations amongst the leadership team. We've had conversations with uh, United Pentecost. Gospel Church International. We have all kinds of things that are starting to roll forward. Pastor wants to share what's about to take place with uh, the potential, the reality of a building. 
And so that's going to take place on Tuesday the 16th at 7 p.m. If you have an iPhone, you can be on Zoom. If you don't have an iPhone, then consult with us. Talk to us. We would like to get you included somehow. This is sort of like everybody be on board kind of meeting. Please attend. Uh, reach out to us if you uh, don't have a way to do so. At the end of this week, there will be uh, a North Central Jersey prayer conference. It's scheduled for Friday the 12th at 7.30 p.m. and Saturday the 13th at 10 a.m. That's an in-person meeting. Um, it's at um, Apostolic Tabernacle in Irvington. And if uh, you'd like to come up there, we can get you directions. If you go to the website for NCJV, you should be able to find those directions. Live-streamed as well. Facebook? A live-streamed on Facebook. And so if you'd like to contact us, uh, Patrice will be glad to share uh, that information with you. Um, we have um, some dates on our... We scheduled the meetings that were scheduled for that moment, that, that time. More details to follow. Those of you who use the schedule on our website, uh, just know that the, the, the relationship series meeting that was on the 19th and 20th is no longer going to take place that day. It's rescheduled. Um, Brother Scarlett is going to continue with the audiovisual seminars that he's uh, started. Well, it's been for a while. We've been doing them, and we've gotten restarted. So here's a thought. We have so much on our calendar in February, so much on our calendar in March. We had a heck of a time finding a way to reschedule the meeting that we had to reschedule. We're going forward with what the Lord wants us to be doing. Electronically and in person, we're going forward because that's what the Lord wants. That's his will. Okay, and the final thing that I'm sharing is that uh, North Central Jersey youth are going to have their rally scheduled for the 26th and the 27th, also a 7.30 on a Friday, also a 10 a.m. on a Saturday. I'm not sure which church is hosting it. It doesn't matter. It's also virtual, but uh, the, the Hasker team, brother and sister Hasker, will make sure that all the youth here know exactly how to attend. Thanks. Drive home safe. Do God's will. Amen. Praise God. Give the Lord another round of applause today. Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. And everybody say it's offering time. Without any further ado, we're going to get right into our offering at this time. If you want to give uh, online or online congregation, you can give to Cash App, CCC, number sign, uh, CC, the dollar sign, thank you. The dollar sign, CCC 2711. And for those that are in the congregation, if you want to pay electronically, you can see Sister Patrice. We have baskets set up in the front and in the back. Uh, be a blessing. God love a cheerful giver. Give unto the Lord. God will bless you in return. So we're going to invite you one more time to stand with us as we pray and ask the Lord's uh, um, blessing upon the offering as we receive it this afternoon. Father God, we thank you for your words this afternoon that has gone forth, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, to continue to restore unto the man of God that poured his heart this afternoon, Lord God. I pray you will bless every family that is in this place, O oh God, as we're about to receive this morning's or this afternoon's offering. We ask your blessing upon every givers, our online congregation, Lord God, that you will bless them likewise, O oh God. Those that are in uh, the house in this facility this afternoon, that you will bless them likewise, O oh God. I pray and ask your will to be done for our lives, O oh God. We give you all the glory and all the honor as we worship you. 
In the name of Jesus, we pray. The Lord bless you. You can give your offering. Be safe traveling. The roads are a little treacherous out there, so just be safe when you're traveling. Snow covered. God bless you and keep you and protect you until we meet again. We love you. Thank you for being in the house of God this afternoon. Amen. Good to see everyone today. Praise God.